0: This is To Help You Heal, and I'm your host, Marie Monville. We are going to spend 10 minutes talking about healing. What kind of healing do you need? Is it in your mindset? Is it emotional healing? Is it spiritual healing? You know, there's a lot of healing that we all need, and this is where you're going to find it every week, 10 minutes on Tuesday. I'm so glad you're spending this time with me. Welcome back. This week, we are talking about relationships. This is our last week in our series on relationships. We started out this month talking about relationship with ourselves, how to love ourselves well, why we need to love ourselves. You know, we read the verse in the Bible that talks about loving your neighbor as yourself. But if we don't love ourselves, how do we actually love our neighbors? Then we talked about relationships with our spouse or significant other, followed by last week's episode on relationships with our kids. And now this week, we are wrapping it up with relationships with family and friends. And this really is the place where I kind of come back to that verse, to love your neighbor as yourself. And I want to, you know, talk through this from the reality that sometimes relationships with family and friends are difficult. I mean, my dad always used to say, you get to pick your friends because you got stuck with your family. And while we often laughed about what he said, there was some tinge of uh, the honesty of that that statement. And so You know, I think for me, when I think about relationships with friends, because I've had some really quality relationships, and I've also had some relationships that didn't work out quite the way I thought, one of the things that I remind myself of time and time again is that our friendships don't always last a lifetime. And I'm the kind of person who assumed that they did. I think my original take on friendships was that if I had a friend, we were going to be friends, and we were just going to be friends forever. But it doesn't always work that way. And sometimes friends are for a season. And I think we have to just resign ourselves to that fact sometimes that we aren't in control of how long this friendship lasts. It could be because our friend moved or maybe we had a difference of opinion of something that just drove a wedge in or maybe one of us just kind of moved away, not physically necessarily, but in this span of the consistency of our relationship or the quality of our connection. You know, there are also other times when maybe we don't see a friend for a long time, but we kind of pick up right where we left off. And it is this weird kind of dynamic that we can have relationships where, you know, we don't know why we lost touch, or we can have relationships where we, you know, aren't together frequently, but when we are, it's just as if we were never apart. And so I want to encourage you as you embrace this place of friendship that it's okay if you're struggling. In it, And I think it's very hard to make friendships as an adult. You know, you think about it, where do we meet people aside from some kind of work aspect or church, or maybe we're involved in a group in our community, or maybe it's parents that we know through our kids. How else do you make friendships? And it can be difficult sometimes to be vulnerable and authentic, just depending on what you've come through. And so it's not always easy. But I want to encourage you to keep working at it, to think about what you have to give in the space of friendship and to think about what you want to receive. Because I think we also, and as much as we know we want to give something, you know, we come to that verse of saying, I want to love my neighbor as myself. I've thought about how to love myself well. I want to extend that to other people. I think it's also worth reminding ourselves that not everybody is going to want to be our friend, and that's okay. (laughs) And sometimes we mistakenly think that someone else is equally invested in what we thought we wanted. And it's not the case. And so if you are in a relationship like that, it's it's not that you have to kind of make it happen, but I think sometimes it's this place of saying, okay, I'm just going to let this be what it is. And I'm going to be okay with the fact that maybe it wasn't quite what I thought it was supposed to be. But when it comes to those relationships where we know that someone you know, is our friend for a season, It's looking for those opportunities to really invest in their life, to be an equal partner in that relationship, to check on them as much as they check on us and look for ways to be invested in them and to encourage them, to give them everything we want to receive. But then if you come to this place where you realize you're the only one giving and there's really no receiving happening, it's okay to walk away from that. Or it's okay to have a conversation to say, hey, you know, I've found that it doesn't seem like we're really making these connections anymore. Um, is there something going on? Is there something I need to be aware of? Can I help you? Is there something going on in your life? You know, not just to assume the worst, kind of like what we talked about with our spouse, not just thinking that they're thinking all these things about us, but actually asking them, but knowing that sometimes our friendships are worth going after, and they're worth those conversations. I think about seasons of my life when I didn't have close friends and the kind of relationships that I have now, and I know that I can count on them, and there's just nothing like that. But it doesn't mean that it always happens quickly or that we even know how to make it happen, but is this place of the gratefulness when it does and this desire to maintain it and to be a part of each other's lives and we want to think, you know, that that's going to happen in our family relationships. We want to think that's going to happen with our siblings or with our, you know, extended family or with our the family that we gain through marriage. It doesn't always go that way though. And I want to encourage you that if your family relationships are difficult, it's not all on you to fix it. Because again, you can only do so much on your own and the other person has to be willing to meet you where they are. And it's okay to set up boundaries that protect you. I am a wholehearted fan of the Boundaries book by Cloud and Townsend. And if you're struggling through aspect of boundaries, whether that's with family members or friends or or even children or adult relationships, Read that book. It's going to help you understand boundaries from a different perspective. It's a lot of stories. They they use storytelling in that book to help you see it in reality. It's not just these ideas, you know, or these truth statements. It's not a teaching kind of book. But you're going to come away feeling like you've learned so much because they present it in the way of stories. And so when you think about your family relationships, think about the ones where you know that they are wonderful and good and reciprocal. But then maybe allow yourself to think about the ones that aren't, the ones that are hard, the ones that make you feel discouraged or the ones that deplete you, and take that conversation to the Lord and ask him to help you sort through it because I know that we don't want to just, you know, lay our family members down and walk away from them. But sometimes it is a place of saying, how do I make this a safe place for me? Or how do I make this a safe place for my kids? How do I look at this from an aspect of wanting the best for everyone when sometimes that's not entirely in my control? It's about choosing to give grace Choosing to give grace to them because maybe they're going through something or they're in a situation that you don't know about. And the same for yourself. There's probably things going on in your world that make relationship with them more difficult that don't have anything to do with them. And so it's this place of saying, I'm going to give them grace for where they're at. And I'm also going to extend myself grace for where I am. That I don't have to feel this weight of fixing something or making something work when it just doesn't. But to be able to know that if it's that if it's something that's desired by both sides, you'll figure out how to do it. And so the best gift we can give ourselves in those places is going after the communication, being willing to ask the hard questions and to listen, knowing before we ever go into that conversation that we're not going to Get angry. We're not going to allow ourselves to get frustrated. We're going to stay calm and collected. We're going to listen to them. And, you know, maybe it doesn't all get sorted out in one conversation. Maybe you just hear them in the first conversation and you take some t- time to digest it afterwards and decide, you know, where do you land in all of this? But it's saying to yourself, you know, what should relationship look like? What do we as Individuals want our combined relationship to look like? What page are they on? Is it the same page that you're on? Do you want to find some common ground? Can you work this out when it's difficult? And if not, it is a place of saying, I'm choosing to place a boundary that protects me. I'm choosing to place a boundary that protects my heart. And if something ever changes, we can go back and review this. But until then, I'm going to choose my well-being. I'm going to choose the well-being of my family. And I think that's a difficult place to walk because we want to think that we can work everything out and that we should be able to. But a lot of times it's just something that's out of our control. And we're not going to be able to force something to look the way we wanted it to. And we're going to have to be okay with that. And I think sometimes it's harder to let something go and to say, you know, I know what this could be. It just doesn't look like that right now. And so I'm choosing to walk away from a place of protection for myself. I'm choosing to value myself. And that's hard because, again, society teaches us so often to put the other person before ourselves. But I don't think that this aspect of loving your neighbor as yourself means that you always come at the bottom of the list. It means that we take care of ourselves well so that we have something to give to the other people that we're in relationship with. I know how it is for myself. You know, if I spend time taking care of myself on the weekend, getting good sleep, pre-planning the week ahead, you know, doing some meal prep, having time with the people that I love, I'm better able to invest in the work that I do and the people that I meet in the day-to-day, Monday through Friday. But I have to prioritize some time for myself. I have to give myself some space to recover. And that's hard because there have been so many times that I've tried to work straight through the weekend and not had that space and that it's made it more difficult for me to really give myself in the way that I want during the week. And that reminds me that it's like that in life that we do have to prioritize ourselves. We have to give ourselves grace. We have to allow ourselves to do those things that are meaningful and creative and inspiring, the things that we just purely enjoy, to take a nap when we need to. To you know, carve out that time to read a book or go for a drive or take a walk, whatever it is that feels relaxing and refreshing and provides this place of renewal, because when we do that, we are better able to connect with the people that are around us. So if you are in a place where relationships are hard, I want to give yourself, I want you to give yourself grace to determine, is this a place where I need boundaries? Do I need to see this differently? Do I just need time more time for myself? What would make this better? And if it's having a conversation, it's going after that. But to understand that, you know, friendships aren't necessarily forever. Sometimes they're just for a season and that we don't control all the pieces. But I know that if we're coming to it from the best possible place, it is going to have a good outcome, even if it wasn't the one we necessarily wanted. I think we're going to be able to look back and say, I'm glad I chose this road. I hope that you have enjoyed this series on relationships, but you know, we can hardly talk about relationships without saying what happens when there's some kind of break what happens when there's a place where we're not trusting the other person, whether that's because of something that we did or something that they did, come back and join me next week. We're going to talk about what to do to restore trust in our relationships. And this is going to help you regardless of what kind of relationship it is. It doesn't matter if it's with your spouse or your child or a friend or a family member, wherever it is that you're experiencing the difficulty in relationship due to this lack of trust, we're going to to talk about that. We're going to talk about what we need on both sides of the equation, and I think it's going to help you as you move forward. I can't wait to dive into that with you next week.